This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop Tebok Show with Eric Nam. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the K-Pop Tebok Show. It's your host, Eric Nam. And today I'm joined by a special guest. Yo, you're joined here with Eddie Nam. Yeah, and more importantly, we have a more special guest. His name is Rocky. And it's his birthday today. Rocky, hi. How are you? That hey, sounds well, very chihuahua-y. Full disclosure, Rocky doesn't… He's not really a loud dog. He's not a very licky dog. But he's a very eye-expressive dog. He is. He has judgmental eyes. I wouldn't say judgmental. I would not say… Not in a bad way. Loving and caring and… He says a lot through his eyes. Exactly. You know, before we jump into this, like… I've been on like quite the TikTok binge lately. And, and especially just with my wife. It's kind of like our favorite pastime right now. It's really just a collection of dive studios, uh, TikToks, and just a bunch of puppies. Just cute puppies. And I saw one recently where it was like four signs that your dog is happy. And I think you've seen all of them today. He did the zoomies today where he was just zooming around. Explain to people… For people who don't know what zoomies are… Because I think of zoom meetings. What are zoomies? No, no, no. Zoomies are when like… Your dog does short sprints around like the front yard or the living room. And it just shows that they're super excited. Right? Second point was like when your dog… If you're watching this video… Like the way he is lovingly looking into my eyes… It's just his way of like hugging me. Right? Right, Rocky? Okay. Thank you. I love you too. And then another one is like when they flip on their backs and they like are like pet my pet my tummy. Mm-hmm. That's like another sign. Okay. And then the fourth one, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But it checked all the boxes and I found myself just like in a puddle of tears. How relieved were you? I was very, very relieved. <laughs> but I had a good feeling that my, my dog is very, very happy. And he loves Uncle Eric for some reason. I don't know why… But he loves Uncle Eric. He… he. I think he's kind of obsessed with me. It's like you kind of play hard to get. You kind of give him attention. Uh, actually, you give him attention every time you ask for it. So that's probably that's what it is. Maybe that's why. Yeah. He, uh, when you guys weren't here the other night… He literally… I was trying to watch a movie. And he jumped on the couch and just crawled over my entire body. And this dude's not a light guy. I was like… Uh, I say they're bigger golden retrievers, but they're also smaller golden retrievers. He's like right He's in the mid-size one. SUV. Mid-size but, SUV. But okay. when he does like a full stretch, he looks pretty big. Yeah. But he's actually a lot smaller. He's like a little Subaru. <laughs> right? Now Subaru, if you want to sponsor this, hit us up. What makes you think that that wasn't sponsored? I'm not taking oh. side money. Oh, whoa. Subaru. Love you. <laughs> What makes a Subaru a Subaru? Do you remember that jingle? I don't. I remember that because it was on all the time. And I I hated that song. Is that before like Subaru became like the mountain outdoorsy car? Because that sounds more like an infomercial like… Should be in like, like following like a Clorox commercial. Honestly, I don't know. I don't care. I just remember having to watch it and hear it on the radio and TV all the time. And the fact that I'm here… In 2021 singing, what makes a Subaru a Subaru? Means they did a good job. Did a very good job. I never bought the car, but yeah, you did a good job. But it's funny that that has stuck with you because I look at Subaru as like cool, like 
just like outdoorsy, like really? camping things. And like what you did was like a 50s infomercial. Well, that's why I never thought of it as a cool car. Because that song, that jingle was never cool to me. I think this is an important lesson for all the brands out there. Because if you're really building a dynasty, right? Don't have a jingle that's going to like live uh, in this guy's head. And not age well. Not age well. Exactly. Perfect example before we move on. Kia Soul. <laughs> Remember those little Wait, hamsters? Wait, but we love Kia. No, no. We love Kia. We love Kia. We love Kia. But okay. This is a real conversation that we've been having. Because Brian… Like Brian's been looking for a car to get. And we're like, dude, just get a Kia. He's like, I can't. Like you should get a Kia. And Kias look incredible these like, days. This is like… Kias are great. Like in Korea… My car like that my manager drives… I ride around in every single day. Yeah, the carnivals. For the past… Nine years Flex. it's been Kia's. They're great. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware, and this is not to offend anybody in any way, but there was when Kia started to enter the US market, they did the Kia Soul commercials. Right. Wasn't it like the probably or was that Six Flags? I mean, that was Six Flags as well, but it was one of those kind of very like crazy EDM y. It jingle songs with a bunch of hamsters, lifestyle yeah. hamsters. So it was life, life like, like animated hamsters, hamsters driving the Kia Soul around the city, partying in a Kia Soul in like bright electric green cars and blue cars. And I was just like, oh, that's cute. Like, I'm not, it's not for me. But every time we're like, Brian, you should get like a K5 or K7. Like, those are pretty sick. And he's like, I can't. I can't get those little hamsters out of my head. That's a valid point. And that just goes to show like it's not about just the clicks, right? I'm sure that commercial, I'm sure it performed very well. I'm People sure it, it got cute, I'm sure. all the impressions across the world. But like, you know, if you're talking to a guy born in 96 who can't get that hamster song out of his head and therefore refuses to purchase, Jingle was great, but at what cost? That's the all hamsters. I gotta say. The hamsters. And y'all know I don't like rodents. So I was like… Mm. Well, Okay. So that's… But anyways, anyways… If you guys want a good jingle… All you brands out there… If you want a good jingle… If you want some real… Real consulting on how to make your advertisement pop in the right ways… Hit us up at Dive Studios. I mean yeah. Go listen to any of the jingles or the Dive Studios podcast. I mean they're… Great. They're, Even this, this show's jingle is this great. One, this one will live and die hard. Listen… Brian was like, I get, I can't listen to the K-pop Tebok show because every time I turn it on, I get cold sweats. And I was like, listen, the K-pop Tebok show jingle is so underwhelmingly done that it was so, it was so uncool to start with that it will forever be cool. Okay. <laughs> sure. I guess, I guess that's one way to put it. Everybody, that's, a, that's a very lazy way of saying I don't want to come up with another jingle. That too. But everybody knows that jingle. It is iconic. Everybody knows that jingle. Same with like get reels. Like… Oh yeah. Let's get real. 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 That was produced by BM. I know. That's what I'm saying. It was very good. Okay. How about how did I get here? Uh, how did I get here? Sorry, that was like a country touring version. Yeah. <laughs> How about the Tableau podcast? You You're are listening. now you are now listening to the Tableau, Tableau podcast. 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 <laughs>
Beautiful. Wow. Never forget it. We're really good at this. Um, what's jingles. okay? Anyways, let's move on. Anyways, Eric, it's good to see you. Have you back in LA? Here we are. We're in the Lala. Um, we're in LA, and we've just been working, just hustling. Yeah. I guess um, you know, we we've been creating mindsets. We've been creating new shows. We have new show. We have more new shows coming. Here at Dive Studios. More podcasts. Some mm-hmm. really cool things happening. Uh, they will be revealed in due time. But I think there's something that we have to discuss that is very important. Um, and w- I wish we had done it last week. But we just… It was such a crazy week. That we just didn't have the time to kind of get into it. But uh, before we get into the K-pop songs… We got to talk about all these hate crimes. And it is not a topic that we take lightly. Or uh, nonchalantly in any way. But we do have to say something about it. And for those of you who missed out… Who have not heard or have not been reading… Or sleeping in a cave under a rock under a waterfall… There have been a lot of hate crimes… Particularly against the Asian, Asian American community… Um, since the start of COVID. Particularly because of… Um, just the rhetoric that has been used to describe COVID. Uh, and just a lot of really, really bad, tragic, horrible things happening. Where um, elders and particularly Asian women are targeted and um, being abused. And just the most horrendous things. And as you guys know, there was a tragic, tragic shooting uh, in our hometown of Atlanta. And it really, really struck us. In a different way. I mean all these acts are horrible. They're horrendous. But I think it being in our hometown. Also it being like a mass shooting. It just… It felt like the culmination of all the warning signs. That we had been like saying this is wrong. This is bad. Somebody help. And then it just kind of culminated that way. So um, I wrote a piece for Time Magazine. An op-ed. And you know it really consumed… Like my entire week in many ways. Like it was emotionally so draining. Because… I don't know about you. But like for me… When I tried to speak on sensitive topics or subjects… Like I am very cautious about my words. Or I try to be very intentional. Because I feel like in these moments… Every word has so much weight… And I want it to be used in the best way possible. I don't want there to be any sense of misunderstanding or uh, somebody taking it the wrong way. And I felt for a long time that I was not educated enough or I did not read up enough about what's going on. And I didn't know the proper ways to address it so that it would be conducive and have good impact. And I think that's why like… For a lot of things, it was just like a post, a repost on Instagram or a post on Twitter, sharing news and that kind of stuff. Um, but this forced me to really sit down and kind of put down my feelings and what I thought about what was going on in a way that I felt that I wanted for people to resonate with and for people who didn't know who weren't Asian or Asian American to understand where we were coming from. Right. And so I hope that this article kind of was able to do that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Obviously, being a public figure, it's not easy talking about these things. And like you said, the gravity of what you said, of what you say, um, it, it, it 
it's there, right? It can be, you know, it could be twisted and taken out of context and and thrown around. But I think you did do a good job and you accomplished just that in, in communicating not only to the fellow AAPI community, but also even Asians in Asia, but then also to anybody that's non-Asian and may not have heard about this and, and possibly need to hear about it. Coincidentally enough, it's like a year ago when we recorded with the non-brothers and like COVID was happening or like just getting started. And I was talking about that chicken like shortage or whatever. We talked about hate crimes rising against Asians, right? Yeah. That was a whole year ago. And that's when, you know, people were like slinging out words like Kung flu and, you know, crazy things. And that type of stuff, it it, 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 it builds up and, and people become resentful towards, you know, Asian people uh, without even knowing it, especially when they hear it uh, in so many different places. So anyways, very well said um, in the, the time uh, opinion piece, again… Thank you to Time for even like giving yeah. you the platform there. That was… I thought that was very impactful. I've never seen you so stressed. Especially given that it's like so fresh on your brain. And it, there's a very emotional connection to what was going on. You know. Uh, but yeah. I thought it was very poignant. And people reacted very well to it. I mean it, the timing was wild. Because what we got reached out to on Wednesday. And then they're like, can you have something by tomorrow? Just… Thursday. Right? So I had something written by Thursday. Edited kind of overnight into Thursday night. And then we went live Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, And I… It was like… It was pretty stressful because I wanted to get it right. So I had a couple people who, you know, were incredible editors. And um, really helped guide and advise on on what that tone should be. So thank you. Thank you. You guys know who you are. Um, but it's been incredible to see kind of the response. And just to see how many people felt the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, about racism and and hate crimes. And just the tragic nature of what's been happening. And I think it was something that like I've struggled to verbalize or to put down on paper for my entire life. You know mm-hmm. in a poignant way. And, and I hope that worked out. And then so after that we got reached out to by CNN. And so we did an interview with CNN. You did an interview with CNN. Yes. I just watched from the sidelines. Super nervous. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that also was, I think, very well received. But like, I was like freaking out because, again, I'm not well versed in these conversations about race relations and, and hate crimes and politics. Like, I think I'm, I could talk about music any day. I could talk about my life any day. But… To, to be a representative for, you know, a larger community is very daunting. And it's very… It has a lot of pressure. So… Um, but here's what I kind of… The reason that I was like, alright, let's do this piece and let's do the interview is because… This conversation about race and about hate crimes and about racism and all these things that are happening… They're not easy conversations. They're difficult conversations. And so it's easy for us to step away from them and not want to do them. Mm-hmm. But we have to engage with these conversations so that we can create change. Right. right? I mean, if it was easy, everybody would speaking out. Let's just put it case in point, right? But I mean, you did it. You don't have to do that. It's a lot easier to just like not do anything. But again, I'm sure you feel some sort of like, you know, what what gives me the 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 right yeah, or whatever. It's like to it's do like that. a yeah, it's like why like why me kind of thing. In many ways. Because you're Asian American. It's more real to you than ever. You're a public figure. A lot of people 
You have a lot of fans across the world. I think… It's like Dave Chappelle had this stand-up like in 2004 where he was like… You know, talking about a tragic act and he was like, why… Like some tragedy happened and they're like, oh like… Let's get Jaw Rule's opinion on it and like the news channel like talking to Jaw Rule about mm-hmm. what's going on. But like I think… I think that's very different from what, what this is. Like A, we're like very underrepresented. B, you are an Asian American. And like we grew up like just a few miles from yeah. that place. So I don't know who else could speak this well regardless if it's a, like a politician or not. Which again, there aren't enough of us there. Right. No, no. That's, I think that's my point. It's like yeah. there aren't enough of us in the public eye for mm-hmm. me to say no. Right. It's like… And and we just need more people to… So it goes… I mean this is like such a complicated complex thing. And that's why it's… I'm even like… You know… I was cautious about bringing it up on today's episode. But it's like… All to say we need more people doing more things. Right. And we need more people to be our allies and to fight for justice for any minority. Or for anybody who's underrepresented. So you know… I know you guys come here for K-pop, but K-pop is created by Asian people. It affects us directly. So we have to talk about it and we will talk about it. And, so. and things can change. Things can change very, very slowly. But things can inevitably change, right? right. Like look at the artists that are as big as they are right now. Like, they just I honestly think like the majority, they just don't know. Like the minor feelings that like API community feels, right? Like… The casual racism that you brought up and stuff. Like mm. it, people just don't know. And like again you deal with this every day. And then it like… I think it… The past week we all like really felt it. And felt like super deflated. Because like not only did the tragedy ca- capture uh, everybody's attention. But then like looking back and thinking like… Oh my god. Like I forgot I buried away like these yeah. stories of racism. Like just to fit in. And right. so… That's the crazy yeah. thing is like we have endured so much and we bury away and put away so many things. Like I think it was looking at mom and dad's reaction. Mm-hmm. It really like I don't know. I could be reading too much into it. But I felt like their reaction was like… It was almost like they're like oh this has happened to us our entire lives. Kind of thing. I mean, yeah. that is literally why your 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 time piece in CNN was so important because I even was trying to write this like emotional response, right, with the the organization to where to donate, mm-hmm. but I just didn't have words for it because I feel like everybody has their stories of like racism or discrimination or being hurt. But I was like, you know what? Like, you're already putting it down on paper for me, and all the reaction I'm seeing and reading, they're like, you. Organize my thoughts for me. Mm. Like you spoke generally enough that people could understand your words. Which again is the importance of some like representation. Having people speak on your behalf. Mm. So anyways. Thank anyways, you. We appreciate that. No. I mean it's not even for the thank you. I just think it's it's like… These conversations will continue to happen. And they need to continue to happen. They can be… It can seem like redundant. It can seem annoying. People can… And I know they're going to be like… You're still talking about this? Or you're talking about this again. But it will continue to happen because it is only through that continuation of dialogue that we can actually affect change. Right. Um, so 
it's got to happen. It will happen. And, you know, hopefully you guys, all of our listeners, they can be a part of that change. And that's something that I, I really want to do with our listeners. And we'll also add in the description a, a place where you can actually donate and, and learn some more on, on what is Yeah, going if on. you guys, you know, if you guys feel inclined to donate, um, if you are financially able to do so, you know, one place you could do it is gofundme.com slash AAPI. There's, you know, they're really doing a great job of donating to, to organizations in a very uh, well thought out way. Um, so would encourage you guys to do that. But yeah, you guys are also here for K-pop. So we're going to talk some K-pop. Let's just talk some K-pop, Let's baby. Let's talk some K-pop. K-pop. We're going to go into a couple songs today. First off, we got to talk about… Uh, this lady you may have heard of. Uh, Jessie. Yes. She's back. I've heard the name. She's back. And… She's back with a new challenge as well. She is back with the new challenge as well. Louis, I actually need to look up like the English title. Like what she translated her her song to. Um, okay, so the song is What Type of X? And it's by Jess. Is it like X supposed to be a, a bad word? Like the XX? Yeah. It's like a bad word. So in Korea, it is… It's a type of word and it's like a bad word. So that's why it's X'd out. Got it. Right. So Jessie's back. This is her first release since… I guess solo release since her song Nu Nu Na Na. And of course it is doing very well. I mean I feel like, I feel like even you know… Top of this year when we had like our recap of 2020. We said that Jessie is probably like one of the most impactful… Rising like biggest stock increase um, over the past year. And she is surely doing it again. So yeah. This song was released March 17th of 2021. And it's a song that expresses Jesse's confidence and self-esteem in a very honest way. And like the other songs, Jesse and Sai both participated in producing and writing the lyrics. Uh, the music video hit over 10 million views in four days. Which is wild. And it also topped the YouTube trending worldwide chart. Yeah. Nice. So she's killing it. Yeah, I think I those… Mean, those no n- stopping her. Those numbers are super impressive. Uh, it's almost as impressive as, as my son Rocky's numbers when he went viral across the internet. You love telling that story. I just… I love it. Hey Rocky. It's… That's one of the… I'm just so glad. And if y'all don't know which, fun, which video I'm talking about, it's the dog… That runs down the aisle with his own leash in his hand. You've probably seen it. There are literally over a billion views. Okay. Anyways, great, great. I mean, it's just he's laying on my feet, you know, like yeah. he's top of mind right now. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, love the new single. <laughs> She's become the dance queen, the the TikTok IG Reels queen, I would say, in terms of challenges, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it it definitely helps to have like Psy really kick off these challenges. Like dude is so good at dancing. Well the dude is such like a charismatic right. performer and legendary person in his own right. So… Like you know I can't dance but like I, when I watch it I'm like… I, I might try it. Just to try it. Just to it. try it. Yeah. No I feel you. I a lot, of, you lot of body rolls. More your, yeah. more your lane. Yeah. Well, my lane? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um. So yeah. That's Jessie. She's back with What Type of X. Check it out. The dance is cool. The music video is cool. 
And uh, she just keeps killing it. So let's just see what more… What other milestones uh, she's going to be able to knock down. Next up, I actually want to talk about the 15th anniversary album of Super Junior. Super Junior's back with House Party. So uh, I believe that this album was actually supposed to be released last year. And it got pushed back a few times. I don't know what the what the story is there. Um, but they're back with House Party. And uh, it is… I don't know. Like it's kind of wild that it's 15 years that they've been doing this. Right? That's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. And, and they've been incredibly successful in doing… What they do. I personally really enjoy watching Super Junior on Yenings. On variety shows. I think they're hilarious. So I've been… I haven't like really been streaming this song. But I know the song so much. Because I've been watching a lot of like YouTube. Of them just pretty much making fun of each other on every show possible. There are, they've been on every single show. And they… Have been working together for 15 years. So they just know how to push each other's buttons. And I just find it incredibly funny. And um, makes me wish that I was in a group sometimes. Like there are a few times I'm like, oh I wish I was in a group. Right. Because I would have like this camaraderie. Or like this friendship with like my members. You've definitely had group envy since day one. I've always had group envy. Yeah. I've always had group envy because it's just… I think it would be a lot more fun in a group. I'm just so sorry I couldn't step it up. I really wish you had stepped up. The crazy thing is like… If I had stepped up like… I could probably could have made it. <laughs> Do you remember when… What? You don't want to talk about what? it? What? What? You don't want to talk what, about when it? When we were kids? No. What? When… No. <laughs> what? When a super famous person said something to me? Oh no. Not that oh, one. Okay. Okay. That's a much cooler story. No. I'm, I was going to talk… <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what? No, this isn't bad. Just remember when when you had considered going out. Why are you so nervous, man? You're like wigging out right now. I'm not wigging out. It's just like don't use me for your downloads, okay? I'm not. <laughs> don't say anything that no. is ridiculous. What it is is like I was going to say something and you just like you're like your face is like I don't trust you. I don't trust you. What I you don't gonna trust what you. What are you going to say? No, I was just going to say how remember when you considered going out for auditions for a TV show? I don't remember. You don't that. remember this? No. This is… Um, I remember this. It was for Master of None. Aziz Ansari's Netflix show. That's because somebody passed it to me and said you would be hilarious in this role. And that was also the time when I was making about $3 an hour. <laughs> You weren't popping yet. And I was trying to find my next meal. I was like, maybe <laughs> I need to go this route. Look. Anyways, that was like seven years ago. Again, it's nothing bad. I just I just think about that and I'm like, you probably you would have been good at that. You didn't take the role. You didn't go up for it. No, I didn't but I just always it. wondered if it's in the back of your head, it's like, man, yeah. what if? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Let's just say that uh <laughs> Maybe everything that we do right now wouldn't be what we're doing right now yeah. if that were the case. Maybe. I have no regrets. No rag rats. Dude, 
good chance like Rocky wouldn't be here right now. Maybe. You know, I just don't know. Britney's gonna hate. Would I be married? I have no idea. Britney's gonna hate that you said that too. I'm just saying, like, given the timing, Rocky didn't exist yet. So it's like, at that point, if I'm like, literally, like, Hollywood star, and I'm like putting my hand in cement and I'm taking photos and like, literally getting rushed into a limo, (laughs) like, I just think it would be very difficult to also raise a golden retriever like a loving golden retriever actually maybe i would have rocky but maybe he would be like very resentful towards do you me. guys hear this this is why we should be very glad eddie <laughs> did not become an actor exactly cuz i'm just <laughs> saying if i could replay this part of my life over again <laughs> yeah. if i could literally see everything and be like wow eddie you would be making tens of millions of dollars as this guy or you could be rocky's father i would be rocky's father and that sounds like that sounds stupid. Why does that sound but stupid? But I promise you. Okay. I promise you. Yeah. I will literally like… I don't want to hold up the phone right now. But remember when Lady Gaga's dogs got kidnapped and thank goodness they got returned? Mm-hmm. Returned? Mm-hmm. She put like a $500,000 like, like mm-hmm. oh, oh, fee. And I was like… I was like only 500000 And I was… Not to say I have 500000 <laughs> But I was like… Only 500,000? Don't you mean 50 million? You know? Because it's yeah. like your child. Your children. I don't know. Anyways. One can dream, but I don't dream that far because I'm happy. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how we got there or where we got there, but… All right. That's what happened. Next up, we're just going to talk briefly about IU's new album called Lilac. And the title song called Lilac. <laughs> Lilac or lilac? Or Dude, I don't know what a lilac is. It's a flower. I know what a lily pad is. That's a lily pad. <laughs> Confusingly similar. I mean, is a dandy then, the are same you as like, a dandelion? A what? Dandy. What is a dandy? Exactly. Is you would a, think it's the same thing because okay, it sounds but, so similar. But dandy is an adjective and dandelions and like a liliac and a lily pad. Okay. What's a liliac? Dude, let's let's move along. Okay, anyways, what about what about <laughs> what? Lilac? <laughs> this is the wildest com- conversation or comparison I've ever heard. Okay. I'm just talking about the spelling. All right, dude. What about this album? I like it. I saw that Woogie uh, produced one of them as well. From Hire. Okay. One of the songs. I mean, it's it's pretty much taken over the charts. Check it out. It's IU. It's her, I believe it's her fifth full-length album. It's taken over the charts and she is… Like I talked about when she put out Celebrity. It's it's dancing IU. It's not ballad… You know… It's not ballad medium tempo IU. It's dancing IU. Which is always a fresh reminder that she can literally do everything. She can act. She can sing. She can write. She can dance. She literally does everything. So check it out. And finally before we go… Because we do have to wrap it up. Because we have like another schedule that we have to get to. Uh, we got to talk about Brave Rose. And their song rolling. Because it is number one on the charts for, for quite some time. 
that song is about four years old. And they were on the verge of like not existing anymore as a group. But this song has somehow miraculously come up and taken over the charts. And they are on top of the world right now. So congratulations. Um, the song is incredibly catchy. They're, all their songs are actually really catchy. They have a song called High Heels. Mm. Which is also really catchy. Um, I promoted during the same time as them. Like I think once or twice in the past. Like years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh man. Their songs are always like really catchy. But it never really took off. And a big part of that is like Brave Sound. Uh, Brave Brothers. That's their management company and the production house. Like they gave a lot of songs to like… Oh my god Rocky. Rocky. Get over here. Oh my gosh. Protector of the realm. He would ne- He cannot protect anything. Dude you've never seen him angry. Um, But okay. They they wrote songs for like… I think Sistar. A ton of hits. Like all the girl groups. But like for Brave Girls it just never… It never took off. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see them… It's always… It's like that underdog story. Like every few years we get that underdog story. Like… I feel like Girls' Day was one of those underdog stories. Yeah. I feel like EXID was one of those underdog stories. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Brave Girls now. So congratulations. Oh yeah. When EXID… EXID also broke in a pretty similar way, right? It was like a song that had been out for a while and then it exploded. I think so. Something like that. It was mm. through like a, a, a fan cam kind of thing. But yeah. Every once in a while we get one of those moments. And it's always fun and magical to see it happen. That's so congratulations. Awesome. Check it out. Let's get them on the show. Yeah, let's do it. Well, we also have some new guests joining us very soon. Some exciting people. We can't tell you who. <laughs> we always do this, but yes. I feel like I am brought on to this show just to explain that we got some big guests coming. And that's all we're going to say. Honestly, I didn't ask you to do that, but that's fine. But I feel like every time <laughs> every time I come on here… It just so happens. It just happens to be that there are some big guests lined up. They are coming. So… Yeah. Uh, Look out for it. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure that you're sharing and you're enjoying. Uh, not subscribe. Follow. Please follow this podcast. And become a patron of ours at patreon.com slash dive studios. The reason we actually have to jump is because we have a live stream with our VIP, our exclusive amazing Patreon patrons. Yeah. So we got to jump. But uh, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Be nice to your lovely people and friends. And be healthy and… Happy and uh, check out Mindset. Go to getmindset.com for mindsets. And what else? Anything else? Am I missing anything? No. Except that there's a good chance that I take over the show. And uh, what? I'll be the one hosting this. This is all news to me. For the next quarter. Am I fired? K-pop Tebok with Eddie Nam coming very soon. So, oh, man. Good so luck, stay guys. tuned. Um, and sorry for the side tangents. I haven't seen Eric in a few days. And I told you this is how we catch up. So, all right, we got to go. Have a good week, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. Outro! Thank you for listening to K-Pop Debug with Eric Nam. No.